look who it is. It is all my famous people here for me to talk about all the famous things like myself. Coming out of the closet is Jesse Nelson. Blackfishing is Netflix transphobic. And who the hell is the killer going to be in Scream 5? We got that plus so much more in Famous This Week on Famous This Week. In Famous This Week is what happens inside of me when we're having sex. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Forever. Dog. Hello, hi, howdy, what is up everyone? It is I, the most famous person right now in your life. Oh, <laughs> it's me, the one, the only Priyanka. What's my name? Priyanka! And welcome to Famous This Week, a podcast where I break down the top most famous moments in pop culture this week. Wow. So whatever you're doing, if you're in your car, if you're driving to my house, if you're gonna, if you're buying tickets to a Priyanka show, if you're eating your breakfast right now and listening to this, just enjoy and have a good time. Sit back and relax, because I have to do all the hard work now, motherfucker. Now, it was just National Coming Out Day, so I thought that I would share my coming out story and tips for those of you who are listening to this podcast. Now, coming out is a very interesting thing. I mean, I always say like that I want to live in a world where We don't have to come out anymore because I feel like coming out of the closet is an old school thing to do. But that's a very small minded thing to say because like in Toronto, in Canada, where I live, and even I'm sure in some places in the States where you're listening, anyone could be out and it doesn't matter. But there's still like, if I drive an hour outside of Toronto, it's like still homophobia, full. Like can't have your nails done, can't like have to wear like a black sweater in order to fit fit in and look as masked as possible. It's awful. So I thought that I would share, you know, my coming out story, like I said before. So my coming out story is very interesting. So I I had to come out as a gay man to my mom. And we were were driving home. She came to get me from the train station because I was going home for the weekend or something. And I was basically like, hey, like, you know, I want to tell you something. And then she's like, okay, what's up? And I was like, so I, um, I'm bisexual. She's like, what? I had, to tell her, I had to tell her that I was bi because I didn't know how to like, I had to like figure out what, what like the easiest blow was when I think a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, but in my group of friends, like a lot of us have come out as bi first because we thought that that was like the easiest way to do it. It's like, but I'm still into girls, you know, I'm still into girls, but like really and truly like what the fuck. Um, so I, I told her and luckily she was very supportive and, and very, very great. But at the time we weren't sure how my dad was going to react. And I grew up in a West Indian family. So like everything big that happens kind of gets um, swept under the rug, which is kind of annoying, but it's just the way it goes. And um, I didn't tell my dad forever, like literally forever until I was on Canada's Drag Race. And when the promo for Canada's Drag Race got, released I told him that I'm gay I'm a drag queen and um I quit my job to be on Canada's Drag Race to hopefully win a hundred thousand dollars and he obviously was very quiet I think he was a little bit like blindsided and he was obviously upset that like I hadn't told him earlier 
But it's funny because like coming out and being gay and and being this like gay icon that I am, it's still tough like at home. Like my dad hasn't seen me in drag yet, like in person. And he hasn't seen me come, he hasn't seen me perform. I'm sure he's seen photos of me and stuff before, but it's still like this very like weird thing. Like, it's just a weird thing for a lot of people. And then that that's what ma- makes me realize how important coming out is. Because, like, I want people to be fully who they are. But looking for the reassurance of your family and the people around you is sometimes tough based on the way that they were brought up or the way that they grew up and, and all that stuff. So it's a journey. And it's still going on in my life, too. And on the show on Canada's Drag Race, you... um watch me say I, I my dad didn't know I was gay and blah, 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 blah. So a lot, a lot of you ask for that uh, update. But even for me, the, it isn't the big old happy ending ju- just yet. Like, he still hasn't seen me do drag and blah, 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 blah. So keep coming out of those closets. Keep coming out of all the, the rooms in the house if you need, need to. Whatever it takes to make sure that, like, for the future generation, there are no more closets to come out of and we can all just be whoever the hell we want to be without having to owe anybody an explanation. That's how I want to live my life. And that's the end of that story. And now, before I dive into the fame horse, I have to tell you about my week. I mean, that was a long-winded story about being gay. Like, I love being gay. I think it's so much fun. Um, But my week is pretty cool. I'm preparing for a surprise performance that's happening very soon. And I'm also doing on... um, I'm also doing on... I'm also doing a... What's it called? A... um, um, a cruise in tangos, which is my local drag bar in Toronto. I'm doing a taste test tour, my, my, my album tour there on Monday and Tuesday. And I'm preparing for that. So many dance moves I have to learn. Holy shit, but it's happening. I'm doing it. I'm excited. And it's going to be amazing. So that, that's, I mean, and it was Thanksgiving in Canada last week. So, um, I feel like I am a, a tub of lard and I need to cut down my calories. Now it's time to meet our fame whores, everybody. I've searched the internet high and lows to find our top moments from pop culture this week. Now, this is exciting. The Scream 5 poster is released and the trailer is out. And I am so excited about this because, like, they have their classic cast of teeny boppers who are all going to get killed off. But we also have Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox back in the ring. The film drops on January 14th, 2022. And I just want to explain to everybody how Scream has changed my life. Like, it's one of those things that, like, it was my first horror film I ever watched when I was, like, four years old. And I was obsessed with Scream. Like, I only cared about going to Blockbuster and renting Scream. Like, it's all I ever wanted to do. And I was so young, but I still, like, loved it, even though it scared the shit out of me. I'm so excited for this to be back because it's for some reason, it's one of those films that come back, but they find a way to do it in a very tasteful, modern way. So it doesn't feel like they're trying to do a reboot or a remake. It's just like the story continues and this is what's been happening. And I think it's incredible like that, like Nev Campbell can just like come back and just like collect her check and then go back and hide away for the next couple of years. I think it's so freaking amazing. And I hope they keep making them like, I personally feel like Scream is more tasteful than, like, a Halloween. I feel like Halloween is very, like, done. Like, okay, we get it. Like, whatever. But there's something about Hall- um, that, something about Scream that I'm, like, super into. Now, there's a question here that which Scream is my favorite? And I would have to say that my favorite Scream and 
I don't know how y'all feel about this, but Scream 4, because it was one of those things that I was yearning for. Like Scream 1, 2, and 3 came out back pretty much back to back-ish with like with some years in between, but we knew they were all coming. And it was like a long break and Wes Craven directed the last Scream 4 before he passed away from a brain tumor. And I was like, I hope this is good. I hope this is good. So I went to the theaters and I saw it and like just the twist at the end and the way that they did everything. I was like, this is exactly what I need. This is what I need in my life right now. So I think that, do you think that a new horror franchise can become the way Nightmare on Elm Street Halloween? Oh, there's a question here in my breakdown here, that here, 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 that says, do I think that there's something new, a new famous horror franchise that can be famous, like how Nightmare on Elm Street Halloween, Friday the 13th Scream and Saw did? I think that The Purge is on, on, on its way there. There's a lot of purges out there that people love to watch and they seem to be very popular. There's just something about a slasher film. You know, like having the regular old suburban life and there's, the, you know, this, this serial killer that touches down in town and kills everyone. There's something about being addicted to seeing like the normal life of people and seeing how terror and murder can come in and really fuck shit up you know like the opening scenes are typically like in a suburban household which are typically like supposed to be safe right then you see this man just like gut together a whole family and then you're like oh my god like this is something about this is like what i want want to see it's kind of fucked up yeah if you ask me but like if you look at shows like criminal minds like one of my favorite episodes of criminal minds is so fucked up is when like a a family goes on vacation and there is a man that comes into the house and he targets families before they go on vacation because he has a week before anybody thinks that they're missing. And um, he like plays with the family. He kills the dad last because he wants to show like the power that the dad can't take away the power from their family or whatever the hell it is. It was fucked up and it gives you nightmares up until today. Speaking of a nightmare, Netflix. Now this is very interesting. So Netflix is like, is known for having a lot of incredible TV shows and green light lighting, a lot of incredible films and TV shows. And they just released a Dave Chappelle special. And Dave Chappelle made a bunch of transphobic jokes in it. Now they're defending his new comedy special, saying that it's, it's, um, what did he say? He is team turf, which is trans exclusionary racial ra- radical Feminist? Okay, so this is what Netflix said. Several of you who have asked where to draw the line on hate. We don't allow titles on Netflix that are designed to incite hate or violence, and we do not believe the closer crosses that line. The closer is what the Netflix special call is by Dave Chappelle. I recognize, however, that distinguishing between commentary and harm is hard, especially with stand-up comedy, which exists to push boundaries. Some people find the art of stand-up to be mean-spirited, but our members enjoy it, and it is an important part of our content offering. Um, Netflix has suspended three employees, including a trans employee, for attending a virtual meeting of directors and vice presidents without notifying the meeting organizers in advance to discuss transphobic events. Now, this is very interesting. So basically, long story short, is Dave Chappelle says trans jokes. There's employees that work under Netflix that are trying to go against it and say, like, this is not cool because this is what shouldn't be happening. And Netflix is suspending those people to go, for going against the, 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 the code. Now... Drawing the line is a very interesting conversation to have because I feel like comedy at the root is very, like, I grew up watching Russell Peters and the Eddie Murphy Delirious special and 
a lot of it is racial. A lot of it is 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 transphobic and homophobic. And back then, you'd laugh because you thought that that's what's supposed to be funny. And then you grow up realizing of how awful those things are. And I just think that there's a way to be funny without having to put entire communities down. And there's other things to poke fun at in life than being transphobic. Like, I don't understand why Netflix would ever, ever think that that's a thing. But it's interesting. I was having a conversation with my mom a couple days ago. And I was just, like, talking about, like, you know, image and how everything you say is, like, uh, you know, up for scrutiny and people are going to go through it with a fine tooth comb because everyone's on, everyone's trying to cancel somebody. And my mom was like, yeah, like you should start, you should stop saying Jesus Christ. And I was like, why the hell should I ever stop saying Jesus Christ? And it's like, cause you might have like Catholic fans or, or Christian fans who might find that offensive. And I was like, but mom, like there has to like, I'm not a Catholic person. So do I have to stop saying Jesus Christ to offend religious people? Also those people that are offended by that, like, you know, like there's so many different rules and so many different people to try to like make feel comfortable with, with, with your comedy. And you do have to have like that line of like, what am I willing to say? Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. And that's who I am. And also say like, no, I will not say that joke anymore because it offends people, you know, like as a drag queen, um, as a cis male drag queen, a lot of us have made jokes about like women at shows or women in the workplace or just women in general. And I used to make those jokes at at the beginning of my, of my career. But when I had a rude awakening of, 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 you know, other cis female drag queens kind of saying like, Hey, like, that's not cool for you to say because you're excluding us from our community. I was like, oh, like this is good to know because it's good to be educated and all that stuff. So I I thought that I feel censored. It's just that I feel educated and that there's ways to be funny without, you know, being racist or homophobic or or sexist or whatever. So on that note, let's take a quick break and we're going to be back about somebody who needs a lot of education. It's a member from Little Mix. Be right back. Welcome back to Famous This Week. We are back with myself, Priyanka, on this lovely Thursday. Just so you know, we've moved to Thursdays and we're off Tuesdays. And I'm so excited because um, one of my favorite girl groups ever is Little Mix and uh, Jessie Nelson, who quit the band. She Her storyline is very interesting because she very vocal about being bullied and ridiculed by the public and they called her fat and she feels like she has to get lip injections and and, and lose a bunch of weight to be famous and, and blah, 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 blah. Now, she just dropped a solo single and a video for boys featuring Nicki Minaj and I'm going to say that something's up. Something's up. So right now, People are saying that she is blackfishing and she's using black culture, appropriating it to sell her music and to look like she's a black person in her videos. Um, She commented on it saying that she loves black culture and she loves black music and that's what she grew up on and 
she's aware that she's a British white well, a British white woman, and she never said that she wasn't. Her passion is R&B, hip hop from the '90s and early 2000s. That's what I grew up on. It's the music I've always wanted to make, so I feel liberated. Um. So. This is, you're fucked, first and foremost. Like, you're literally fucked. I think this is so stupid because your bandmate, who, yes, I know you probably have drama with, but Leanne literally made a video last year on this time saying that, like, she is looked down upon as the only black girl in Little Mix. And, you know, it's the same thing as, like, the Dave Chappelle thing. like. He should not be saying transphobic jokes. And Jesse, knowing that there's cultural appropriation involved in this world, like you could literally do any sort of image for yourself and you chose to be on the front cover in front of a lowrider with Timbaland's on, with curly hair. Um, I think it's very interesting to me because her and Nicki Minaj are the same skin tone in the video. Now, Nicki Minaj stuck up for her and said, like, you know, she's not. You know, she had Jesse's back, and, and Nicki is a black, a black individual. So it's like trying to stick up for her and saying, no, no, it's not. But I look at somebody of, of like, Gwen Stefani back in the day and, like, the Hollaback Girl and that era, um, I Love Angel Music Baby, and, like, there was a lot of black fishing going on there. I think that there's one thing to use inspiration, which you can do in like the sound of your music and like all that stuff. But visually when you're putting like grills in and wearing Tim's and all that stuff, that's a very prevalent in black culture. I would say that it's the same thing as like when Iggy Azalea wore like saris and stuff in, in her song called um, bounce, I think, or, or work. I think it was work. It's like you culture appropriated. Like that's all I have to say, say to you. So I think that this single also samples a really popular and like famous song by Diddy, Bad Boys for Life, and the song's called Boy. So already there's a lot of like interesting, interesting things. Um, but I think that, I don't know. I listened to this single and I don't think sampling somebody for your first single is good because like you didn't create an identity for yourself and your music. And then you also are dressing up as black people. So it's not cute. It's not good. So um, there is a, another blackfishing accusation happening on this past week's episode of Drag Race UK Season 3. RuPaul's Drag Race Alum and Ru's makeup artist Raven stopped by the show to give contestants makeup tips. But social media couldn't ta- stop talking about how dark she is. They call it blackfishing. Now, I'm seeing the picture of Raven right now. I wouldn't say she's blackfishing. Um... I would say that she is very bronze and very tan. Now, the difference here is, is that it's so funny to me because, like, there's some things that are black fishing and some things that aren't, and this is, like, she just seems super tan and uses a lot of bronzer, which something she needs to, like, maybe not, but it matches her skin tone and people tan too. Where if she came up with box braids on, then I would be like, you're black fishing, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, like, this happens a lot in the drag community. People look at each other's makeup, like, and say, like, oh, like, 
this color isn't right and she's trying to be a black girl or she's trying to be a white girl. And I, I, I don't know. I think that like, this is not black fishing. It's just that she's very tan and she matched her skin tone to herself and to a lot of people. It just seems like quite jar- jarring, but depending on where she's from, I don't know what her background is. Like she could tan really well and then you have to match your makeup or else your makeup is too light for, for you. So I don't know. I think this is a little bit of a stretch, but let's move on. Oh, we're going to take, take a break. We're going to take a break. Oh my God. We're going to take a break because I just single-handedly took down Jesse Nelson, but I think she means well. I know she's excited for her singing career and, and so am I, but it just wasn't the, the cutest look for the first thing that be dropped. I don't like it. I don't like it. And also Nicki Minaj and Jesse did this Instagram live and like Nicki Minaj is like, basically like yelling at Leanne from Little Mix by saying like, if you want to take girls down, like she'd been in the videos with you for nine years and you couldn't say anything. It's like, so wait, if Jesse's been blackfishing for nine years, like why did the black person on the team have to tell her? Like, shouldn't Jesse know, be smart enough to know what she's doing? You know what I mean? Like you want to be stubborn? I don't know. I don't know. Coming up next on Famous This Week, I am going to be talking to all of you listening to some voicemails. We are going to be right back. And this is Famous This Week, my motherfuckers. So now that we got this serious stuff out of the way, it's now time for my favorite part of the show. Call me now! Every week, I open my voicemail box, which you can reach at 661-977-6855 and leave me a voicemail or send a text message, and I may play it or read it on the show next week. Let's see what's inside the voicemails. Call me now. Hit it. Hey, Priyanka. It's Will from the UK. Um, just wanted to give you a call. I used to live in Canada, and your podcast always reminds me of my Canadian friends. Um, oh. And yeah, it always makes me smile. I'm missing, missing Canada. Anyway, that was all. Quick hi. Um, Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Will. I love you so much. I, I actually, when I when I toured the UK, I actually got a lot of that, like people who had moved from Canada and they would be like, oh my God, like you remind me of my Canadian family that I haven't seen for two years because of COVID. And then they would start crying in my arms. It was like really kind of iconic. So here's the next one. Hey, Peronker. <clears throat> oh my God, I'm like nervous. Aww. Um, First of all, you say that number fast as fuck. I had to write that shit down. <laughs> and also, I want to know if you remember if when you had done like an Instagram live and you asked if people would want to like join and stuff. And I said, Oh my God, I have such an important question for you, which wasn't a lie. And then you still put me on the live anyways. And I like really freaked out and I was sitting on the toilet, but I got up and then took a shot of tequila. And then I oh. went and introduced you to my mom and dad downstairs. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I'm fucking dead. He was so nervous. I love you. First of all. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. First of all, I love you so much. I do remember that, by the way. You're very hot. And second of all, um, these that's what I miss about, like, this is going to sound so fucked up, everybody. But this is what I miss about, like, pre, like when the pandemic was, like, really heavy and all what we had was, like, to just do Instagram Lives to connect with our fans. Like, there was such a special mo- moment where, like, our Instagram Lives would have hundreds and hundreds of people. And we would, like, do 
all the things together and like perform and drink together and talk on Instagram live because like that was our way of connecting because the world had shut down. So it's a very special time that like only this generation will remember. And I'm happy that we got to share that together one tequila shot at a time. Here is our next voicemail. Hey, Priyanka. My name is Dustin. Uh, I loved you so much on season one of Canada's Drag Race. A group of my friends before the pandemic got real bad in Canada, as you're aware, we started watching it together and you walked through the doors and we were like, that's our winner. We are so excited for her. And then you won and it was even better. Um, But anyways, uh, you're awesome. Thank you for being such a ray of sunshine and light in this world. And uh, come through rocks. I've done it a couple times on my TikTok. Yay! Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Bye. 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 Hi, Dustin. Dustin, I love you so much. Thank you so much. Come through is viral, still on TikTok. And if everyone wants to follow me on TikTok, it's at the Queen Priyanka. I'm almost at 100K followers, motherfucker. TikTok is so much fun. I'm having so much fun with it. I think it's so incredible. Before, I was like weary of like how to do it and what to do. And I got nervous and blah, 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 blah. And I think that you're an icon. And that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Okay, so we'll, I'll be doing this every single show. So let me say it slowly because I say it fast. If you want to call me, leave a message, and I'm going to answer it, or maybe I will call you later in the show. So it's 661-977-6855, or you can email me at famousthisweek at gmail.com. Now, coming up next, we are going to call a fan, and who knows, maybe they'll get an item from my house. So stay tuned. back and it's time to call up some of you guys who left me voicemails and hey maybe i'll give you something who knows it's my show and whatever i says go i'm so excited okay let's play this voicemail hey priyanka it's luigi why are you so perfect i love you so much i'm so glad you're a winner i'm so glad you are in my life thanks for everything bye well i think it's important that i call him back and tell him why i'm so perfect what do you think your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. This one might be off. Okay, let's go to the next one. Hi, Rianca. Um, this is David. I'm calling from the worst state oh. ever, Texas. Um, thank you for the podcast. First and foremost, I work two jobs and I go to school, so I literally live through my earphones. So... I think my question was, what is the kinkiest thing you've ever done? <gasps> oh my God. Sex? Um, thank you so much for the podcast. Hopefully I get a call back. If not, um, just you'll see the obituary online. I'm okay. Thank you so absolutely much. Absolutely. Why is he the. Priyanka, is he like jerking off? Pardon? Is he like jerking off? Ah, oh, what's your. I think he was jerking off, and I'm kind of into it. I can't wait to call him and ask him if he was jerking off. It was David. Hello? Hi, David. It's Priyanka. Um, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's fucking not. Yes, it is. I'm literally in my break room taking a video right now. This is not real. I didn't want you to um, die because you said if 
if I don't call you, you'll see. I'll see your obituary, obitu, obit, obit, obituary oh online. God. So I didn't want you to die. Because I think while you called me, you were jerking off. So I wanted to ask you if you finished. No, my fist was in my ass. Your fist was in your ass. Okay. Um, yes. So you asked me what the kinkiest thing I ever did was in sex. Yes. And like, I'm not too wild during sex. Like, I'm a really horny person, but I'm not like a, I'm not like crazy, crazy. But I think if I had to say, like, I've been choked, spanked. Um, what else? Okay, then craziest. Craziest place. Craziest place. That's fun. Uh, craziest place I've ever had sex was in a restaurant bathroom while people were outside the stall at like 6 p.m. Like it was early. Like it wasn't like in the club. You know what I'm saying? Is it full anal? It was full anal after I ate and oh. the dick can't came out clean. <sighs> that was result. So how about you? Where's this, Where's the craziest <laughs> place you've ever had sex? Maybe at work. Oh. Um, um, there was this guy I used to work with. Um, oh my god, I'm really throwing my business out there. Um, it was inside one of the um, what is it like the walk-in freezers? Okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like sex, sex, but there was definitely like feeling up. There, somebody came. There was boners for sure. Like someone had a boner. <laughs> Oh my god, this is so fucking crazy. I'm literally taking an engagement video right now, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck, Priyanka? Well, I had to call you. Like, we're, we're good friends. We go way back, and I had to like make sure that you're you're okay, and your fist is doing okay inside your asshole. Can I throw this out there? Yep, um, but you can throw it out. You are so, like, inspiring to me right now, because, like, I don't really have, like, a lot of influences, because I live in the buttfuck of Texas. So seeing um, someone who, you know, has my shade and is so successful, so inspiring. So, like, honestly, thank you so much. You're amazing. That's so nice. Trust me, it's hard out here for a dark-skinned diva, but you have to work extra hard to make it come out. Make it come across, make it come out, make it, like, just like how your fist is going to come out of your asshole. It just has to come out. Just come out of it. Stay in there. And hang in there and keep working hard. It pays off. Trust me. Trust and believe. Oh, this is so fucking crazy. I'm about to get off and I'm going to tell everyone about this. Okay, so. go tell everyone. Go brag. Pranka called you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love you very much. I love you very much. Okay. Have well, a beautiful day. You too. Bye. Bye. What a little angel. You think we just had like a full ass heart to heart there. Okay, here's the next caller. Let's see what we got. Hello, Miss Priyanka. You know who it is already. It's Max from Raleigh. First of all, let me just say I love you so much. But second of all, let me just say that I just listened to the podcast and your producer dragged <laughs> me when she was like, oh, he's searching up the album name right now. Um, excuse me. I'd like to correct him. They're searching up the album name right now. I actually was. Um but promise and believe, literally when we hung up, I was like, okay, I need to study for Miss Priyanka. <laughs> so, you know, when you said, feeling all good on my own, but I'm staring at my phone. I really felt that, um, you know, you want a piece of this cake because I'm staring at my phone, memorizing your songs. And um, I'm ready. I'm ready to be quizzed because that shit was really embarrassing. You're also right. I do want to be famous, which is why I've literally called you three times. Anyway, bye. That's so funny. So... 
Max is non-binary. They, them. Is that what, is that what they said? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Amazing. Um, lo- lo- love a they, them. Love a non-binary diva. Now I got the real test. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You already know who it is. I already fucking know who it is. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Now, have you done your homework? I feel like I've done a really good job on my homework. Okay, name all five songs off my album. Okay, so first we have Cake. The list. You're reading. You're Um, literally reading. (laughs) You're reading, aren't you? I'm literally not reading. I'm literally not. Okay, here. I promise I swear to God. Okay, go, 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 go. Okay. Okay, so there's Cake. We have, um... Bitch, I'm busy. Bitch, I'm busy. Hey. And then we have, um, come through. Yes. Lemon's verse, which, oh my God, hold on. Um, lost on the blunt, ain't sorry, it's empty, <laughs> don't mean to stunt, we stunt and pretty. Um, end of the night, na 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 na. Uh-huh. End of the night, and your bank account empty, yeah, let me yank on oh 2020. God, can I talk about this afterglow? Is, isn't this the one that's like na 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 na? Is that snatch? That's snatch. Had a piece of cake, little mix it up. Now you're turning and you're burning. Don't fuck it up. That is so. I love that melody. And then afterglow. What is the first lyric? If you tell me the first lyric, I got you. Felt so much better with the lights off. The lights off. Much better when you close your eyes. <laughs> oh my god, you listened. You listened. No, when I after I heard that, I was so mortified. I because I didn't hear the producer say, Oh, he's searching up the album, and I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Um But I did and I listened. I literally had it on repeat all day and I was telling all my friends, I was like, Listen, I have an assignment for Miss Priyanka, but I really gotta go in here. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. You've conquered, you've slayed, and you are the winner of this week's challenge. Congratulations. <gasps> oh my God. Thank you so much. So Joseph is going to send you something. I don't know what, but you're going to be sent something. Got a little present, a little gift. Is there something that you want? Thank you so much, Priyanka. Maybe, hmm? what can we give him, Joseph? Maybe we'll find a, something do you, have a, do you have a merch item or something? Got a cash prize? I'll give you not a cash prize, you cheap bitch. I'm going to give you... Like Canada's Drag Race money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, if you watch the videos, that's where they all are right now. Maybe I'll give you a book off my mantle. Girl, a book off your mantle, a show, to tickets to your live show, anything. anything <laughs> related, I love. We will figure life. something out. Joseph will reach out and we'll send you something fun, like a merch, a t-shirt, a pin... A condom, some lube, a watermelon. I don't know. <laughs> my God, like a watermelon with a hole cut in it or peanut butter with the, you know, little... Just so you, you, you know what it is. You know what it is. Mm-hmm, I know. Okay, well, I love you very much. Thank you for listening to the album. Keep listening to it. And who knows, I might call you back to just see how you're doing on the lyrics. Yeah, of course. You know I'm always here. Okay, love you the most. You're the best. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. What's my name? Brian. Hey, Priyanka, just wanted to say that I think you're one of the absolute best 
queen to come out of Drag Race. I think you're hilarious naturally, and I hope to see you on an all-winner season and absolutely slay that one day. My question to you is, now, in the Beauty Pageant Challenge, I actually (laughs) thought you were hilarious. I don't see how you were in the bottom. Um, But my question to you is, were there any challenge results that you disagreed with, whether um, for your placement yourself or for others? I look forward to hearing the tea. Let's call you the tea, Brian. Brian trying to get the tea. Brian trying to get the tea. Hello? Brian, it's Priyanka. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Breakfast. What are you making me, baby? Just some um, eggs. Do you like scrambled eggs with veggies in it? I do. I do love. I do love a good breakfast. I feel like it sets me up for the day. It does. Come on over. Ooh, sounds sexual. Okay, so I want to know. First of all, where are you from? Phoenix, Arizona. Well, I'll be there soon to do a show. Don't you worry, little fucker. The other thing I want to know is, no, actually, not that thing I want to know. The thing I want to tell you is that I absolutely agree that my character was actually funny. In the pageant challenge on Canada's Drag Race. I thought I was actually hilarious. I agree. You committed to that role. But it's funny, like, when you do those challenges on Drag Race, like, you are literally doing your best. Like, you, I, I did my best. Except for Snatch Game, because I, like, as soon as, before we even started, I was like, fuck this, I hate this. Um, I, for the pageant challenge, I was like, I was honestly expecting to, like, win. I was like, oh, my dress is beautiful for the runway. This character I fully committed to. I was funny. Yay. My, my redemption at an improv challenge. And then it was, it really was. But anyways, I love you <laughs> so much. I think that you're an icon and thank you for calling and saying that I'm one of the best things to come out of drag race. That's a big compliment. Just so you know. Thank you. It's true. And on my down days where I'm, just depressed eating a bag of Doritos, I will remember that you said that, I promise. Give me a call. Come to Phoenix. You can stay here. We'll take care of you. You're going to gangbang me if I come to Phoenix. Absolutely. Aw, that's so that's sweet of you. So so charitable. So charitable. I do open to it. <laughs> of course I am. Okay, well, I love you very much. You're incredible. I cannot wait to see you when I tour the U.S., which will be soon. I don't know when, but soon. Um, have a good day. Bye. Bye. What a little angel, everybody. Thank you for calling me. Remember, if you want to call me and maybe I'll call you back, the number is 661-977-6855 or feel free to email famousthisweek at gmail.com if you want to send me a photo, if you want to send me, if you want to type something out because you don't want your voice to be heard. Whatever it is, let me know. And just so you know, if you do leave a voicemail, it does mean that we might play you on the show. So you might hear your voice here. So thank you very much. We are done famous this week. It's time to talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. I think that scream will still be a topic. I think the Jesse Nelson thing is going to explode because little mix has yet to make a, 
a statement about it, which is very exciting. So I'm very curious to see what exactly is going to happen. And you're probably going to be talking about me because next week I'm dropping a cover of something very, very fun and spooky. Because uh, I'm a singer. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Anyways, but I am releasing a cover. So, do, but don't worry, it'll be auto tuned. I love you all. That's it for Famous to Speak. My name is Priyanka. What's my name? Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Famous This Week, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave the pod a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To keep up with the things I talk about on the pod, go follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcast on Instagram. And while you're at it, give me a follow too. If you haven't already, I am everywhere on Instagram and TikTok at the Queen Priyanka, on Twitter at the Queen, Queen at the Queen, at the Queen Pre, and everywhere else. Just Google me, bitch. And remember, we are now moving to Thursday so you can catch new episodes of Famous This Week every single Thursday. So new episodes will drop on Thursdays and not Tuesdays. So take notes. I love you all very much. Thank you for all the love, the support, and go finger yourselves. Bye! Forever! To listen to Famous This Week ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Famous This Week is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by me, Priyanka. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Celio, and Alex Ramsey. 